this is Leadership is Calling, a podcast that brings you leadership and business tips anchored in the people part. I'm Annie Hyman Pratt, CEO and founder of Leading Edge Teams. Hi, everyone. I'm Annie Hyman Pratt. I'm the founder of Leading Edge Teams. And today I'm going to talk about self-leadership, self-leadership and emotional regulation, which is basically our ability to behave intentionally, to, you know, do what we intend to do, even under stress, pressure, and challenge. So um, it's obviously pretty simple to do what we want to do when we're not stressed. But as soon as stress or challenge or, you know, as soon as we kind of detect some threats, then it actually becomes much harder to hang on to our self-leadership, to our intentional brain. Um, In fact, let me back up for a moment and talk about what really drives human behavior. Because we tend to think that we're in charge of our actions uh, all day, every day. And the truth is, we're not. We are in charge of our behavior and actions, just kind of a small fraction of the day. Most of the day, we spend in habit, in habitual behaviors, the kinds of things that we do day in and day out that we don't really need to think about anymore right? Like um, getting up in the morning and, you know, getting dressed and brushing our teeth and getting ready for the day. Like nobody needs to expend a ton of energy, thinking energy, especially doing that. We get ourselves to work, we open email, we get the computer on, we, you know, we do all these things that don't require a lot of thinking. Then we certainly spend a good portion of our day especially when we're doing work or when we're doing things that need our brain power, right? Where we need to decide what are we going to do with this right now? Where we maybe need to do some problem solving or create something new. That's where we're going to really use our intentional brains. And, and, uh, and we use them throughout the day. Uh, For example, in a meeting, like let's say you're in a meeting and it's, it's with a a bunch of uh, higher ups, (laughs) maybe some owners of the company, or, you know, or, uh, or uh, just, you know, lots of stakeholders, and maybe during a stressful time uh, on a project or something like that. In those kinds of meetings, most everybody will be very intentional, they'll be very careful about what they say, they'll be thinking about, you know, how do I want to respond to this before they respond? Okay, so we spend a good part of our day on that. And we tend to think that that's how we spend most of our day. But then there's a third way that we spend a lot of time that we don't really realize, and that is in emotional reactivity. So we are hardwired to um, detect threats. We have this amygdala. It's a a threat detection machine. (laughs) It sits on top of our brain stem, on top of our spinal cord here, and it receives information from all our senses before we process it here in the frontal lobe. So it's like more of like a threat detecting, non-problem solving, non-thinking part. Its job is to react. Its job is to sense danger and react before you need to think about it because thinking is slow. 
<laughs> reacting is fast. And if we are about to get eaten by a tiger, we can't be thinking, how fast is that tiger really moving, right? We can't be wondering is, is he gonna, you know, is he really after me or is he not after me right now? Like we were wired to react. But the problem today is that we have, we're wired for these uh, immediate physical threats. And in today's day and age, we have very few of those in our society. We have many, many psychological long-term threats, not immediate physical ones, but our system can't distinguish. So we feel a threat, something like a boss rolling their eyes when we're talking in a meeting, that feels that the threat detection mechanism is the same as a tiger charging us. <laughs> it's not different. And so when we, when those hit, we are wired to go into reactivity. So meaning that when somebody, you know, if I see my boss roll their eyes, I will usually react in the way that is most typical for me when I'm under stress and pressure. Okay. So for me, I probably will shut down. I will totally lose my train of thought. I will like shrink in front of everybody under the perceived criticism, right? Okay, if it were my husband, he would probably get pretty vocal, maybe defensive, maybe, you know, maybe a bit attacking, like, you know, calling the eye rolling uh, out and maybe starting an argument. Okay, neither of those reactions is helpful at all. They both are, they're different, you know, ends of the, of the reactive spectrum but neither one of them actually help us move the business forward, move the thing that we're actually talking about in the meeting forward. All of that reactivity is a distraction, right? It's like, it's a waste of time. And the worst thing about it is that it takes our thinking away from us. So when we're in that kind of emotional reactivity, the blood that we have flowing to this front part of our brain, which has all the creativity and the problem solving, the decision making and all that, it takes the blood away from this and it sends it to our large muscles, like our thighs. So when you, so for example, when you receive a, maybe a snarky email or something that you're perceiving as you know, blaming of you or critical or snarking in some way. Okay. You are sitting in your chair, maybe fuming. If you're me, at least you're fuming. And even though I'm sitting in my chair, all my blood is in my thighs. Like, you know, maybe some of it's in my hands as I bang on the keyboard. And that is not helping anything. It's totally taking me away from being productive at all and causing more problems right? It's like the opposite of what I need to do in today's day and age to be effective, to be effective in business, to be an effective leader, to be effective in my life, frankly. And so what we need to learn how to do is regulate those emotions, meaning that when they hit, that I'm not captive to them. I'm not driven by my emotions. And if you're human, you know what that feels like. It's like, you know, that moment where if you could have done something different, you would have, <laughs> but 
you can't, right? It's like a moment of, um, uh, of maybe getting into an argument with your spouse and, and throwing an insult out there, right? And then the next day you're like, ah, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Now I just made it 10 times worse, right? So we want to be able to, when those emotions hit, when that adrenaline starts to happen, when we feel our biology shift, that we have the ability to take some deep breaths, that we have the ability to walk around the block, that we have the ability to quickly pause, calm ourselves enough that we could take an action we intend. So that means, you know, instead of responding in kind uh, to an insult, that means that we would take a breath and maybe call for a little time out. Maybe we would take a breath and um, go back to talking about, hey, wait a minute, you know what? I feel the tension rising. Let's, let's talk about what we were, what this meeting was all about in the first place, for example. But to get that ability for our own self-leadership, meaning do what we intend, to get that ability, we need to be able to regulate those emotions, not have them take over. And the key here is that we can't have them take over and we want to build the endurance so that as we grow in our business, that we can handle stress and challenge and get triggered fewer and fewer times, right? Or when we do get triggered, we get ourselves back very quickly. Think of it very much like any kind of sport, right? So uh, maybe you are, um, uh, you know, uh, a runner and you're planning to run a marathon. All right. So the thing about running, like anything else we're going to master is probably you can't do, you know, one week of practice and then run an entire marathon. Um, I, you know, I don't know anybody that could do that. And so what you're going to be doing is building up your endurance, right? You start with a mile or two, and then you do that for a couple of weeks, then you increase another mile and then increase another mile. And, and you are going to be building your endurance over time. But the way you're building it is by adding on to the challenge. So, so what we're looking for is for people not only to be learning self-leadership, but to be growing their ability to handle stress and challenge without reacting from that self-protective place. The self-protective place is the place where you go into avoidance, go into pleasing, go into blame, judgment, criticism, self-blame, um, denial, hiding. That's a personal favorite of mine. <laughs> Self-defense mechanism, right? Kind of that, that shrinking away. And um, and those just, uh, they destroy our productivity. They destroy our ability to, um, to do good work. And so what we're wanting is for everybody to build their emotional endurance. And the best way you build your emotional endurance is by learning a few techniques, what, learning what works for you. Like I said, it's gonna be um, a change of state, meaning, do you need to take deep breaths? Do you, do you need to stand up and get a cup of coffee? Do you need to go around the block? Maybe you play with your dog. Maybe you listen to a song you love, right? It's maybe you jump around and dance. 
It's like whatever is going to work for you to change your state and get your emotions regulated so that you can go back to acting intentionally. You can get your thinking brain back. And we want you to get better and better at that, which means you got to practice, right? You've got to be recognizing when your emotions are hitting and be able to have that pause inside yourself of, for me, inside myself, it kind of sounds like, oh, there I go again, feeling, you know, feeling tension. There I go again, wanting to fall into a hole in the floor, <laughs> right? There I go again, um, you know, wishing I could come up with a snarky remark and because I, I don't think well at all under pressure. Uh, yeah. So anyhow, um, so we want, you know, we want everybody to learn for themselves what their triggers are, how to get themselves regulated so you can handle more and more stress and challenge, which business has. Business has. But uh, like a sport, it's, um, you know, becoming a championship team, really practicing a lot is worth it. Because when you win, you get to win big. So that's what I wanted to talk about today for self-leadership. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to Leadership is Calling. To learn more about this episode's topic, pick up a copy of my book, The People Part, at your favorite book retailer or at anniehymanpratt.com. Want to learn more about how to uplevel your leadership skills and create a collaborative team that helps you drive results? Go to leadingedgeteams.com forward slash schedule to learn more about working with us and to schedule a call.